Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. If you're ready to scale your business but you're not sure where to start, you can take my free two-minute quiz to find out your agency owner persona and uncover how you can use your strengths to scale and streamline your business without compromising you and sacrificing your life. You can head over to the show notes for the link. It is sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of Business Your Way, where I am chatting with email marketing expert Yael Keown. And in this episode, we dive into using email marketing and your customer relation management strategies together. Because I think as agency owners, we can think about our email marketing being used to attract new leads into our business or just to put new leads onto our email list. And then our sales strategy is completely different because we're doing done-for-you services and we are working one-on-one with our clients. Are we really paying attention to what our email marketing tool can tell us about the leads that we're getting into our business, and then how we can use that information to reach out to those potential leads and turn them into clients and create that personal relationship on a much deeper level. Because we all know that people need to know, like, and trust you before they're even willing to get on a call with you or reach out to you about the services that you provide. So in this episode, Yale shares many strategies with us and I literally wrote a whole page of notes because as an agency owner, I'm really not using the email marketing strategies as well as I possibly could. And I think some of this comes down to my thinking around, you know, utilizing the email marketing software when I know my clients need a personalized email, but actually your email strategy is the utilization of both. Is the, you know, the mass distribution of emails 
via your email marketing software, as well as those individual emails that you are sending to people in a one-on-one capacity. So thinking about that in a bigger picture has really given me some ideas as to how I can improve the email marketing inside my agency. So I know that you're going to get a lot out of this episode, but the one thing I did want to let you know about, which Yale and I didn't touch on in the episode, is Yale has a free resource which is 80 fill-the-blank email ideas that you can send out to your email list. So if you want to go and download that free resource, you can head on over to yalekeown.com forward slash ideas. I will also put that in the show notes for you. But in the meantime, take a listen to this episode, get out your notebook and a pen and be prepared to make some notes. There are some really tangible action points in this episode to help you improve your email marketing. Hey, Yale. Thanks so much for joining me on Business Your Way. Thank you, Sandra. So great to be here. Yeah. I'm glad that we get to have this conversation today. Email marketing is a juicy topic. So to kick us off and put that in context, could you introduce yourself to our listeners, who you are, who you serve, and how you make your moolah? So, yep, I'm Yale Kieran. I am a mum. I am a, also a small business owner who loves to help people with email marketing. Background, I've been doing marketing my whole career, so well over 20 years now, and with my own business for the past seven And definitely, it was probably about four years ago, everyone just kept asking me more and more about, you know, email marketing. And, you know, every time I spoke about it, they were like, oh, we want to know more about that. So I've kind of just accidentally fallen into this specialty, but I absolutely love figuring out all the combination of the tech with the, and the systems with the strategy and all of that fun stuff. So I help anyone basically who operates a business through online channels. So that could be e-commerce, it could be online programs, but it is also very much service-based businesses who just need extra help to generate their leads and to nurture those leads and help convert them to sale. And yeah, I guess the biggest way I do that is showing how much email marketing, you know, it's not just what people think about in terms of, you know, sales funnels or lead magnets and stuff. It's this whole experience that we create for our audience and our subscribers. And yeah, so that's how I do it. And I do that through my email experience group coaching program, as well as one-on-one consulting. Beautiful. I love that, that you fell into email marketing because of the demand mm-hmm. of people coming to you and asking those questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I came to that conclusion, <laughs> side note, because I had established email marketing from the beginning and so it's in the emails out that were about that. And then the data coming back was like, this is what people are opening and clicking and responding to and, and are interested in. So yeah, it all ties together in a beautiful bow. Okay. Quick side tangent on that. Like when you started your business, you started your business like as a marketing consultant? Yeah. Gen- general marketing strategist. And in terms of, it's, I, I pretty much wanted to go straight into the, you know, the digital product world at the beginning, but that's where I started quite broad, but it got narrower and narrower as people were telling me, yeah, this is what we want. This is, we don't care about that other stuff. So we'll just into this. And what I enjoyed as well, a little bit, you know, mm. there's no way I could talk about Instagram or something like that. Cause you know, <laughs> it's not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> 
And what do you love so much about email marketing? I love that it goes deeper. I love that you can use it as a tool to create experiences for your subscribers that are unique to them. Like, yes, obviously, you know, we end up putting people into different buckets based around, you know, how they're interacting with you, how we know them, what category they fall into. But you can start to just create these experiences that mirror where they're at now. So it's mass marketing, but it's also not. And that's what I love about it. Oh, you just hit a juicy topic there because I think that's how most people think about their marketing, their email marketing, right? Is that it's mass marketing. So how does email marketing fit with a customer relationship management approach? Well, there is very much this blurring of the lines. Mm. It used to be, it used to be there's marketing here and then there's sales here and never the two shall meet. Um, you know, as soon as it reaches a certain point here, that's over to the sales team. Obviously, with your audience being agency owners or, you know, small business owners, they might be playing wearing both hats anyway. So they mm. do meet a little bit more. But I, th- I find email marketing really is that bridge. It really is that point in the in-between. Because the primary purpose of email marketing is to generate leads. So it's not just about list building or getting as many subscribers as you like. To me, it is about lead generation. And obviously, lead generation ties straight into your CRM. And in many cases, it can actually blur in and actually support the actual sales process as well. The software I use, ActiveCampaign, even has a CRM module in it, and you can create you know, automations that are attached to your actual CRM process. And it leads right through to, you can do it right through to delivery, onboarding, offboarding, use email along every step of the way, using different automations that's not just, yeah, well, the having a list of funnel. as many people to send out newsletters every month telling you what fantastic work you're doing. Yeah, because I think that's the other thing too is uh, email marketing it's just generic newsletters that I have to send out or do people really value the newsletter? You know, so how do we move our email marketing from that generic newsletter to be something that is uniquely targeted to specific people on your CRM? Okay. There's a lot lot of layers to unpack in that question. Okay, so the first layer is, The traditional newsletter, as we think of it, when we sort of moved from, you know, having like a flyer newsletter that you hand out to members of your community to something digital, that is like email marketing 10 years ago. Yet some people still feel so stuck in that frame of mind that, okay, it's a monthly thing and here's here's the events we've done or this is what we've been up to. Here's two of our latest blog posts and doing this big wrap-up thing. People don't care about that sort of stuff anymore unless they're really highly invested, unless you're like are literally a community organisation that... (laughs) You know, that's what people want. Email marketing is a tool. You can send whatever it is you want, but or really better than that, sending whatever it is your audience wants. So we need to scrap that whole idea of the newsletter and think of it more as just connection letters, touch points, etc. And thinking about less items, but more often. So sending more things, but each email is only focused towards one thing. And 
thinking also like more and more these days, people just want that short form content, you know, think about the TikToks, et cetera. So not feeling like these emails have to be these big epic things worthy of being in someone's inbox. They can just be short snippets that help them, that clarify a point, that educate on something, that give them some sort of win or motivation or inspiration or whatever it is. So that's that first layer. (laughs) Yeah. So then basically once you've reframed that, you can now start using email to be however it is you want to be that best serves your audience. So initially it is having some sort of way to get people onto the list in the first place, which typically means some sort of lead magnet or at least it could just be an application or a wait list or it could just even be your existing client base or previous leads. But associating that then with a welcome series that can lead them to an initial first offer which often is just an entry-level thing, a discovery call or a once a paid call that's a once-off thing or it could be to a wait list or an application. But that's just the first opportunity. Obviously, service-based, people tend not to necessarily take action on that first one. And then it's just those regular touch points throughout. But what we are also doing is paying attention to what people are doing and using it strategically to, number one, ask questions to find out who fits into what bucket. Effectively, we call this segmentation, but thinking about, okay, well, what category of customer are you at the beginning stages? Are you intermediate? Are you more advanced? It also means doing a little bit of phishing as well, asking questions to get replies. Also monitoring who's clicking on what and then going from that and going, okay, From all of this marketing that we're doing, from all of these emails we are sending, we can identify that these people, this 1% or 2% are hot leads that need to be followed up with personally. So you can use your data, you can use that through getting replies, and you can use that to start and then get that into your one-on-one sales process. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. So we're not eliminating the need for one-on-one and we provide opportunities throughout. Obviously, we want people to aware of what our services are, but sometimes people need that extra little, that extra little nudge. So thinking about that, you've sent out a couple of emails, you've included a couple of like strategically placed questions with links and you've seen who's clicked the link. They've not necessarily come through and like booked a call with you, but they've clicked a link. How do you then take that next step with them? Do you then send them a personalized email or do you pick up the phone or like what? You can do whatever it is you feel you want. So (laughs) for me, often I would follow up with some sort of personal email. If I can see that they're on Instagram or Facebook or something, I might go switch platforms. So I'm contacting them through a different medium just so it's not samesy. Or if you do have phone numbers, yeah, absolutely. You could pick up their phone if you love to do sales that way. I'm not a phone person. That's just me. But just starting to identify them. But you could reach out to them and say, hey, you can either go straight in. You go like, hey, I saw you checked out my services or my work with me page. Did you have any questions? Happy to help you. You could also do, if if you have more packaged services, you could also do something that's coincidental, that's some sort of coincidental offer. Or you can just do a more general like, hey, I saw you've been checking things out. Here are a couple of extra resources that I think you might find useful and have it more just like your value and that just making it help bridge the gap from having that mass conversation mm-hmm. to bring you into just one-on-one where you can start to do your general, you know, sales follow-up activities. Oh, that's so good. I, I like that idea of 
reaching out to them and going, oh, I saw you click this and I thought you might also like these things. You know, so one, it's a personal approach, but you're still not asking for them to like come walk in my door and come, you know, Mm -hmm. have a call with me because they know that that's the sales call, but actually just sharing more resources with them. Yeah. Yeah. To say, hey, I thought of you. I saw that you checked this out. Here's some other things that might help you out. If, you, if you've got any questions, you know, happy to have a chat, you know, yeah. keep it casual. It depends. As with sales, you've always got to think about, okay, well, which stage are they at? Are they at the, you know, they're a warm lead or a lukewarm lead? Are they hot or are they like boiling? You know, have they, you know, boiling is like where they're booked in applications or or they've they got a discovery call or you start, you're really deep in that one-on-one. You know, where are they at? Because then that's where you can assess, okay, at which level I can say, okay, I think it's time for that we... <laughs> took this mm. to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So an agency owner is going to be like, I don't have time to do that digging around. Like I'm just generating my emails based on my long form content. So if I, I publish a blog every week, I send an email to my list. This requires me to sit down and data mine my email system to then find some time in my calendar to then go follow Mm. up. So if I'm time starved. Well, yes, I guess the question is, like, if you are actively looking for more business, obviously, if you're booked Mm. out completely, and this is not something you necessarily have to be doing is doing the outreach, unless you know that your sales cycle is that you need to do, you know, start these things three months, four months, six months ahead. And you think you're projecting through your sales pipeline. But my thing is, this saves you so much time because otherwise you're just guessing and trying to get, oh, hopefully I'll get a referral or hopefully I'll get people to complete these things. And obviously you're still including these invitations to work with you in these emails and having having that around the place. You're not just saying, hoping and just watching for these little clicks. But so what instead of saying, okay, well, I've just got these 500 subscribers that are getting everything and I'm hoping that they will convert, but I'm not really sure who's hot or not (laughs) Mm. and it's like okay I can't I'm not going to follow up with 500 people if I knew the 10 that were really good how is that and we don't have to do and this does not mean you have to go into every single and obviously it just depends on your software it doesn't mean to go you need to go into every single individual email to see the report you can do smart things like you can create segments based around what clicks have been clicked so if you just say okay this might work with me link or it could be if it was or you just apply tags. So it could be, yeah, so they click a link and you have an on-click action so that when a tag's added and then you can just search, okay, who's got this tag? And you get this list of people. If you really wanted to get super fancy (laughs) in things like active campaign, you can use lead scoring, which will track everybody's actions. You can define how many points a click's worth, how many points an open's worth, how and you can weight it more like sales clicks are weighted more than blog clicks and all sorts of activity if you really wanted to go nerdy with it. And then yeah. just you have on your dashboard, here's my top 10 leads this week and just, okay, I'm going to put them through an email. And you, Or you can even make that auto-generate a deal or basically, you know, something in your CRM and says, okay, these are our hottest leads, let's generate a deal card or a you know an opportunity if you're thinking about how Salesforce might frame it and just saying okay now that's generated now I have to do my follow-ups and you know that gets assigned to my task list automatically you know wow. we, there are things you can do wow. <laughs> to automate it which can get quite 
complex, which is mm. why I don't often go straight into that stuff. We'll just say, okay, well, let's just think strategically. Okay, let's do one strategic email this month where we're kind of mining to see who are our hottest people and we'll just focus on that one email for now and see mm-hmm. who's clicking, who's doing what. Um, mm. But you, there are plenty of strategies you can use to to make all that quantitative data like meaningful. That is so good. I like. I personally have not thought about that before as in data mining my email list to see who's clicking what and get down to 10 people who I can then you know follow up with it's it's just about yeah using your emails to create an amazing nurture experience and, and doing that but using it also yeah, with that frame of mind that it is the funnel. Like it is a funnel in the old school sense of we're kind of going, oh, okay, yeah, who are the people that are really, really keen to go? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And does it matter what kind of software that you have in order to get this kind of data? All the software you will be able to get data based on, um, you'll you'll be able to track who's clicking opens depends if people you know got the apple privacy protection things and stuff now in place these days depending on that but clicks you'll always be able to track um many also can have site tracking as well which means as soon as, soon as someone joins your list you you've cookied them so that they visit your website separately from a link click you can track those things too um so all of them will at least have that surface level and that reporting and at least you're starting to identify some of those other things and they can do sales, supportive emails, like onboarding, offboarding, all of that. But yeah, in terms of where I was going in terms of lead scoring and stuff, that's where you're getting more into the ones that have the CRM combination with them. So that's more like the active campaign where you can really go deep. If you have a separate CRM, some may integrate with them. So it's kind of just connecting the dots. So whether some could be direct integration or it could be via Zapier just to say, okay, well, this is now a customer. So I don't need to be, you know, at a bare minimum, we should know who's a client versus who's not a client because you don't want to be sending the sales campaigns to the clients or Mm. who's booked a discovery call that hasn't booked a follow-up and having those connections. And you can normally, for most systems, create some sort of tagging or grouping or segments based on that and just have at least those two systems talking to each other. And then pretty much you just have to decide, okay, what's the line that it really transitions to be the CRM, but you still want the CRM communicating back to say at least the status of that subscriber. Yeah, of that person. So much too. <laughs> I know, I know. I can I can go super deep and hopefully, and I, want, I guess I want people to understand as well, this sounds huge, but I guess my intention behind this is just to open up people's eyes to see the possibilities Mm. and why when people are banging on about growing your email list and growing your leads and sending those regular emails, this is why. It's not because you're going to just send out an email and all of a sudden 100 people are going to buy and book in there and then. It's it's the ongoing relationship and it's, but it's also the data. It's also talking to people in different ways based around how they're interacting with you. Yeah. I mean, I always, you know, think every week is I need, I email my list with a really personalized email. So I stay away from that newsletter type Mm -hmm. layout and I just lay it out like I was talking to one person. 
Yep. Um, perfect. And I, I do it because I'm like, stay top of mind. If I'm in your inbox, mm-hmm. then I'm top of mind. Just once a week, you're hearing from me. You're getting valuable information. I'm sharing something that is valuable, not just rubbish. And it's not like it's not long. But actually, so- to take my email marketing one step deeper will be looking at that data, like yeah. looking at the clicks. And and just using some smart sort of engagement strategies within those emails you're already sending. Mm. So asking questions uh, or when it comes to whatever it is you talk, your, your subject, what is your biggest challenge or frustration now? Or if I could wave a magic wand over blank, what would you have me do? Um, so things like that, you could also just ask really specific questions about this or that. Do you prefer this or do you prefer that? And see what people click as well, have little polls and one's great strategy as well. I'm not sure whether have you heard of the nine word email before? I I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is just a really, really simple thing. And you can use this as one on one or you can add it into your automations. So you could add this, okay, maybe three months after someone's joined your world, your list or something, and they haven't booked in with you. So you know they're not a customer. You can just send them a simple one that says like, hi, name. And that's the subject line. So hi and their name, personalize it. And the email is just literally, are you still interested in blank? And then your name. Like it's almost a plain text email. So it could be related to a specific offer or it can be like, are you still interested in help with growing your agency? Yeah. And then see how many responses you get. Because honestly, it's amazing how sometimes just these occasional little fishing expeditions you can do Mm -hmm. or just little, just extra prompts by asking questions or asking for these asking for more engagement-based clicks and things, how it can just get them from, okay, from passive consumers. So that would be the next layer, I would suggest. Okay. I do like that. I personally don't think about those things. I don't, yeah. It's like clicks to offers or clicks to the podcast or, Mm -hmm. but not actually just segmenting them. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you are loving this podcast and this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend. Or even better yet, jump over onto Instagram and share it on your stories. Don't forget to tag me, I'm sandrajulian.co. That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. So then, what does your email list look like when you are trying to segment so you've like do you have tags that are like these are hot leads or these are cold leads or these are people who are interested in blue cars and these people are interested mm. in red cars you know it, it's very easy to make it create a really really big and messy we want to avoid that um we definitely want to just keep it down to a few core things so either you know topics they're interested in with that are within topics that relate to you or like a stage sometimes is helpful. So if you can kind of identify someone at the beginning stages or they're more established, or they can sometimes be like categories that are quite useful. So for me, knowing who's an e-commerce business versus an online business versus service-based business, I will send different emails to them based around that sort of stuff. So for example, I will be, you know, when I do something really specific to like Clavio or to Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales or something, I might exclude my service-based people from that because I'm like, yeah, that's not relevant. And Mm. just having them as tags and labels. So that's helpful. But beyond that, 
even if you just minimize it down to like who's a who's a customer, <laughs> who's not, or who's yes. a customer, who's a lead, who's who's not, and okay. knowing that. And as long as you've got some sort of naming convention for your tag, so I would always have it like category colon what it is or stage colon what it is. So it's it's, as long as there's some sort of naming convention and something to keep everything kind of organized, um, then Mm -hmm. it's it's manageable instead of just thinking, oh, there's just so many things I don't even know who I'm talking to. But please just select a couple of things that are the most meaningful and you should know what they are based on your sales conversations. Right. Right. Okay. That makes, that makes perfect sense. What about like how using our email list to manage our existing clients? So like everything up until now, we've talked about how we're using our email list to, to get people into our world so they can hear from us on a regular basis and we can send them emails and do a bit of phishing Mm -hmm. and, and get them into the sales conversation. But now they've like signed on the dotted line. Now they're your clients. Are we sending these people the same information? Like how can our email marketing work differently for clients? Yeah. So this is where automation comes in and also where it can get a little bit blurry with CRMs. So what your CRM does versus what your email software does. So this, some of these topics you might be able to implement in a CRM versus your email marketing um, system. From a big perspective, You'll probably still, if they're on your email list, like your newsletter list or your main <laughs> list, still continue to send them emails. It's just if you're doing a sales promotion for the thing they've already purchased, I'd probably exclude them. But, you know, they probably still want to know when you've got a podcast out. They probably still want to know when you've written that blog or, you know, when you've got some fantastic insight, continue. But then there are definitely things we can do after they've purchased or signed on the dotted line. So the first one is having some sort of onboarding email sequence. So this can include things like the practical stuff and really, you know, saying, okay, this is what you can expect from our first meeting. This is what you need to do to prepare. This is, you know, sending things like make sure you've signed the contract. These are the expectations around cancellations and, and all that sort of stuff, putting that in place, but also, you know, phrasing it in and putting in a way that's supportive to them and, you know, to help you get the most out of this, you know, I recommend you can do this. So you can do it over, have it in one email, you can have a series of emails and that can be all automated after they're booked in with you. And some CRMs can do that as well. So you've got that for when you're working with them. But also I find once you've finished working with them as well, having some sort of offboarding sequence is fantastic because what that does is it sets boundaries and Mm -hmm. it says, okay, it's been so great to work with you. I'm so excited we've been able to do this. If you want ongoing support, here's how you can get it. So you're trying to avoid the the creep of, oh, just another question, just another question, just another question because you've, (laughs) you've said, okay, if you want support, you know, we've got this retainer package or we can book one on ones or other things, but you can still do this in a, a way that here you can wrap up all the resources you provide them or give them extra tools and things like that. Again, you could choose to do this personally and just use swipe files or you can automate these things. Um, you can also include, yeah, upsells to the next thing, like if you've got a next level or you've got a retainer or you've got something. You can also automate the often forgotten testimonial requests or yes. review requests yes. or requests for referrals, things that you just don't get around to doing and just have that going, you know, it's so fantastic. Here's, I've loved working with you. Would you do me a favor of just doing a quick testimonial? Here's an idea of, you know, a framework you can follow. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And things like that, that you can can do to support your, your clients. So when they first join, but also after you finished working with them or throughout that relationship as well. And I've also seen businesses that have like, you know, client specific, you know, perk sort of newsletters type things. So, you know, they get extra stuff. 
So right. accountants, for example, maybe they make sure that they're getting their reminders of when BASs are due and that or they have to have everything. Oh, sorry, BAS, I'm talking Australian tax law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, or, you know, when they need to do certain things or if it's a profit first focus, you know, this is you've got to do your distributions now or now's the time to your quarterly review and, and like extra supportive things that are client exclusives as well. Mm. You, can, you can do all sorts of stuff. I hadn't really thought about using my email marketing software for my onboarding and offboarding, but, you know, we definitely have onboarding email and there's just a couple of areas in it that get tweaked depending on, you know, this level of service that we're delivering for our client is, do you get 10 meetings or two meetings, you know? And it so, depends. So that's why I said it kind of get blurry with a CRM. I'm just yeah, yeah an email marketing software can do it. Yeah. If your CRM can do it, leave it to your CRM. It's sort of but that's still email marketing strategy because you're still sending emails. It's still yeah. marketing. It's just maybe it's not under your email marketing software, but yeah. email is still the medium. And right. you're still marketing your business because, you know, it's a touch point with your customer. Marketing is all your touch points with yeah. your customer. So, I mean, that's a good differentiation point, Yale, because, you know, I think when we think email marketing, we think, oh, it's got to go out via the email marketing software and it's automated and it goes to masses. But actually, those onboarding and offboarding and testimonial type emails, they could be personalized and just sent by email. Mm-hmm at a given time in that client journey, yeah. they don't need to be, I suppose, automated as happen automatically without any human any interaction. Whatsoever. But yeah. you can do, yeah, you can, but you can do lots of smart things like with, you know, embedded fields and stuff. You know, how you put someone's first name in an email, yeah. you can put whatever field you want in any place of an email. So you can... Yeah. And that's exactly what CRMs do. You know, yeah. often the case is you've just entered data in and then it will pull through What's, certain fields to say, yeah. you know, your call is going to be at this link because it pulls out the Zoom link that's the thing. You know, yeah. it, it can do, it, it's, it's the same thing, just using your data yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and personalising things that way. Cool. Anything else that would be, that we should be thinking about with our email marketing and our how we're using our emails inside of our business with automation in order to nurture that customer. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I've definitely given you a ton, yeah. <laughs> a ton of strategies. So I don't want to to complete, to, to take this overwhelm. So what I might do is I might bring it back and, and just bringing it back to that concept of nurturing your subscribers and thinking about, okay, how can I make this super easy for me and for them? How can I be sending stuff that they want to read? So, Obviously, if you are creating content elsewhere, please share that with your list. It is surprising how many people are doing like busy writing blogs or busy doing podcasts and then they just don't send them out to your list. So that's an easy win straight away. But even if you don't have anything like that, that does not mean you cannot do your own form of content in emails. You can definitely repurpose things from other places, social media, etc. One thing, one automation that I think it can be really powerful, especially if you are time poor and especially if you know you're getting the same questions, you know your audience, when they first enter your world, they're confused about this, they don't have quite understand how this works or they might have some misconceptions or they're just really looking for the beginner information, is I'm sure you've done stuff with that before. You've written some sort of content or you sent emails about this sort of stuff before, is taking that and going, okay, after this initial sort of welcome 
email sequence where you say, welcome to my world, you know, and connect with them and give them their initial offer is something I call a content funnel, which is basically like maybe you can send them after that one to get an email a week for four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. And it's just your best of, you know, tour of the mm. stuff in a logical order that's almost like a mini course it could be or it could just be helpful little stuff sprinkled with occasional offers or or calls to action or some of these engagement things that we spoke about and they're not even getting your regular emails while they're getting those ones. They are just getting this new subscriber, new lead experience and getting looked after. So that, And then if you've got some of these things set up, you don't all of a sudden feel like, oh, you know, feel so much pressure to have to do, okay, I need to do an email this week or I need to do it this fortnight or this month or whatever. You've got at least, you know, your new subscribers are looked after and there and you've got this longer term nurture process that isn't, you know, so pressure filled as, as to many people, you know, teach like, you know, you've got to send seven emails, you know, an email a day for a week. And then after that, it's just your main newsletter list. Like it's kind of this nice in between. It's a bit more spacious. It gives them time to think, to understand that relationship with you, but it's also utilizing your best content and helping them with the stuff that they're most likely looking for help with or guidance on at that moment. And I, I find that is a really easy way just to get that nurturing, being consistent and doing it without actually having to, you know, show up every single week. Yeah, that's good. I often think about, I often think about that, you know, in because I do produce regular weekly content. That's one of my non-negotiables. Yeah. Is the, if I do this, you know, in addition to the nurture sequence, when they come in, their welcome sequence, then put them into a content funnel, then they're not getting any of my current content until maybe eight weeks after they've maybe joined my email list. Yeah. So sending current weekly content in addition to content funnel. like You you can do both as well. So basically, from a practical point of view, if you know that you always send out your one your things on a Monday, for example, your regular yeah. updates, you could set your content funnel that they get sent out on Thursdays. So make sure that they're always separate days. They're not going to accidentally get two things in one day or even necessarily two days in a row. So it's spaced out a bit, but they're mm. getting both experiences. You can you can choose. Again, this is all about what you think your subscriber will enjoy most, what yeah. they will get benefit out of. And if, if you want to go even nerdier, you can you can ask them. I yeah. do that right at the top of my content funnel. So go, and I actually send both my podcast emails and my content funnel to new subscribers. So I say, once I got through the welcome sequence, I send an email out that says, okay, well, this is what you can expect from now on. If you don't want podcast emails, click here and I will remove the podcast tag and you're not going to get podcast emails. Ah. Or if you don't want to get my weekly content funnel thing, then just click here and you're not going to do it. So you don't give too many choices because obviously there's too many different things to click, but you can give them a couple of choices so they can choose their own adventure as well. Mm, which is really okay. is nice as well. Some people like that. So I can see, I like that idea, being able to send current content and a content funnel that is strategically created mm-hmm. with some intentional fishing questions to segment into mm-hmm. a different group. And invitations to work with you in different ways. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you might have multiple ways people could work with you. Or maybe the first thing that you offered them wasn't the thing they're after, but you could mention that a little bit later again and just make sure everybody at least knows the options. 
Yeah. And everybody knew you well, knows what you're about. They they get the basics. They get why what you do is important and how it helps them. Yeah. Through providing value, it's not, and then they can then through that process as well. You could even then go, okay, well, once someone's finished that, you know, having some sort of way to identify who, after all that time, still wasn't contacted you, but think you think would be a good lead. Mm. And you can also set up um, as well in these systems notifications as well. So if people do certain things, you can set up emails that go to you personally to mm. say, oh, this one could be a good one for you. Um, yeah. Or this person has just done this thing, so it's worth a follow-up. Um, right. So you don't even have to go look yourself. Yeah. Oh, I do like that. I mean, just note to self, go look at what my email system actually can do for me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot and this is where people get caught up is absolutely like there is so much you can do and then people feel like they need to do everything straight away so it is just brought back to these layers and that's what I teach inside my program like we've got five different experiences for your subscribers and each one has three different layers so we start with level one you know we start with layer one and say these are the essentials and then we level it up a little bit and then we, if you still need to and if you really want to you can level it up even more but it is baby steps. It is one thing. I've been doing this for how long? And there's still a hundred different things I want to do to my email list and, and <laughs> automations I want to add and different things. You are never going to have this done. There's yeah. always going to be new toys. So please don't think, oh, you know, I've got to find a, a mountain of time to do this. You know, it's too big a beast. Just go, okay, what's the next best thing I can do? Mm-hmm. Is that, okay, I need to have a way to, for people to sign up or is it a way I need to have, you know, my welcome email or a, a, a sequence of emails? Is it that I need to just start, you know, nurturing my list and adding in, set, being, sending, being a bit more consistent? Or is it adding those layers of those engagement points? Mm-hmm. Or is it then automating that that process of the engagement points? Like what's just that next little thing? Mm-hmm. that I can do, but always thinking at the same time how you can make it easier on yourself by, you know, repurposing and and all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yale, yeah. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. That was a heap of information. I've made pages of notes. Um, <laughs> Hopefully that's that... all at the right level for your audience. I know I can easily nerd out and talk about a million possibilities, uh, but one, I guess what that's what I love then is taking that and all that knowledge and then having someone come to me and go, okay, I just don't know what to do and going, okay, here's what you should do and this is how we make it happen and then yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, but for where you're at. Where, yeah. where you're at and your type of business and who you yeah. serve and what they want to and what systems and technology you're using now, all yeah. of that good stuff, yeah. Perfect. So if someone does, you know, <laughs> want to go, Yale, I need to dive into your world <laughs> and for you to help me work out exactly where I'm at and I'm doing, you know, ABC, but now I'm like, you just blew my mind with <laughs> that, you know, mining the data in your email um, setting up software. yeah, you know, CRM process uh, yeah. and all of that, setting yeah. up the pipeline. Um, so how yes. do they reach out to you? Yeah, just head to my website, yalekeown.com, all one word, nice and easy. So you can check out my work with me page there or you can find me over on Instagram again, yalekeown, nice and simple. And, yeah, you can just find all my things through those places. Perfect. Alrighty, I will put that into the show notes as well. But thank you so much for joining us here today. Like that was a, like in and of itself a goldmine of information to really take our email marketing to the next level and how to think about that in relation to nurturing our customers. Because when we're in an agency model, 
that customer relationship is the most important thing that we're yep. thinking about. So yeah, and and we've always got to be thinking about again making. That's why I call my program the email experience, and why I call it the five experience frame because I like to view it as we are creating an experience for our subscribers. And obviously, that means it has to be something that they want to be a part of mm-hmm. <laughs> and making that, you know, and thinking about what they want and how to make everything easier for them and more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That's awesome. Thanks, Yao. Good to catch up with you again, yes, too. Awesome. Thank you so much for having Actually, me. Before you go today, I want to thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes and you can read a full blog of the episode at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like to reach out to me and chat about anything on today's episode or any of the previous episodes on the podcast, then I've got a link in the show notes so you can leave me a voice message or a video message. I really do look forward to hearing from you. Alrighty, have a productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.